I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lynn hi emily hi Brittany. how are you i'm all right how are you doing i'm doing good just chilling in bed with the electric blanket because it's finally cold here in san diego so i'm very happy about this I like it to not be 95. Me too. I am done with sweating and sunburns and the sun. (laughs) Just put it away for like a month or two and I'll be good. I was happy because when I was walking home from work the other day, it finally started to smell like fall. And that made me happy. What is the New York fall smell? Leaves and crispiness. And it starts to get colder, so you can't smell the garbage as much. Ugh. Garbage. I can't imagine like having to smell like a pungent garbage smell every time I'm walking home or every time I'm walking like to work or from work or I mean it's not like it's everywhere or anything. And it's obviously you know, it's mostly on garbage days when it's sitting out waiting to be collected. Because when you have garbage sitting out waiting to be collected and it's a hundred degrees outside, it's gonna start to smell. Yeah. So, how's your week been? How was uh, how was Halloween? I mean, I didn't do anything on Halloween. I don't like going out when there's lots of drunken assholes. So I stayed home and watched about half of the original Halloween, and that was it. How about you? Um, I stayed at home, and we get a lot of trick or treaters. Uh, for Halloween and I was this year I decided I want to keep count of how many we got and um, by about eight o'clock we had 
over 250 kids. That's a lot. That's cool. Yeah. But I had to stop because we, we took our dog uh, on a walk. He really enjoys Halloween. I think he's the most festive of us all. Like he gets so excited. We always take him on walks just around like the neighborhood and he gets really excited. He sniffs everyone. And it's funny because it's like people take their dogs and then like their reactions when like other dogs, you, you know, dogs, it's like, you know, they try to approach other dogs and it's like they get so offended when like a curious dog is like kind of like slowly going towards their dog. It's like, hey, man, it's dogs. It's like a kid going up to your kid and sniffing it and being like, hi, child, I'm a child, too, you know? Yeah, but you never know, like, whose dog is going to be aggressive. I don't know. He's just a goofy Labrador, but I don't know. There are a lot of huskies. I saw, like, a shit ton of huskies. Like, I don't know what it is about San Diego and their huskies, but there were a lot of them. And they're loud, too. They're they're so funny. It's like, you can hear them from, like, a mile away. I love it. So what were you giving out? We were... So, you know that, like, there's this, and, and it's not, I don't know if it's like a meme, but it's like a diagram of, like, the good candies to give and, like, the okay ones and the shitty ones and, like, the what the fuck ones. Yes. We're in the mixture of, like, the shitty and okay. Like, we're giving out, like, the Tootsie, the tootsie Rolls, Boo. the lollipops. Boo. I know. We get the same... Well, we've upgraded, though, because for years, it was only just Tootsie Rolls. And, like, I'm a Tootsie Roll fan. Like, I always have been. Like, it reminds me of when, like, my dad used to always get his uh, police uniform uh, dry clean at this one place. And whenever we would have to go as a family because we'd be running errands, he would go inside the store and he'd get us some Tootsie Rolls. And I always enjoyed that. So I, I feel like I connect that memory to my enjoyment of Tootsie Rolls. And I like sour straws, you know, like the, I forget what brand they are, just like the regular sour straws. Yeah, I like and sour then, straws. what other candies are in there? Yeah, the, the other Tootsie, the, the other like, not the Tootsie Rolls, but like the flavored ones. Like there's like that vanilla one. The vanilla and one is there's good. like an, an orange one. I really love the strawberry one, but the strawberry one, like that's rare to find. So, yeah, like, our neighborhood, like, outdoes itself. Like, the the house on the cul-de-sac always gives out nachos. And then a couple houses down, they make cotton candy. So you see all the kids walking over with their cotton candy and their nachos. And they're here getting Tootsie Rolls. And you can tell, like, their fucking faces when they, like, looked at what they were getting. Like, they kind of looked at us like, is that it? But... We added some uh, decorations in our backyard. Like we had um, my dad and my sister make like cardboard uh, characters. So there was like Snoopy in the backyard. There was, I think Mickey Mouse was back there. Or no, in the front yard, sorry. And then uh, we have a fountain in our front yard. And my dad put soap in it. So a lot of the kids were amazed by and uh very concerned about the soap uh, we had a couple kids come up to us and be like hey just wanted to let you know that there's soap in your fountain <laughs> well i could see thinking that somebody had done that 
Yeah. As in like like along with like egging or TPing or something like that. That you could think it was somebody else fucking with you guys. Yeah, but the fountain was literally like less than 50 feet from where we were standing. Or actually like like a couple feet from like where we were standing anyways. So it was just really funny. And then my mom like knows every single person. So every kid that would come up, she works for like a kindergarten school. She would know everyone. She'd always, she'd be like, do you remember me? Or hi. And it just, it's like, ugh. it's like that awkward thing when you're with someone and like they know everyone. You're just standing there like, okay. That's always us on Halloween. But it was, it was fun. Um, a lot of cool costumes. I saw, we saw a lot of Toy Story costumes. Um, I didn't see any Frozen costumes. I didn't see any Star Wars costumes either. Which is weird because, I don't know if you know, but there's a movie coming out in December. There is? Weird. I know. Like, there's no porks. Like, I remember seeing all the Star Wars costumes before The Last Jedi, especially The Force Awakens, so... Maybe they're expensive. I don't know. Saw a lot of princesses. Um, some kid was like in a box and like had like a bunch of like quotes, like inspirational quotes on the box. And he seemed really upset that no one understood his joke. But like, I didn't understand it. So I'm sorry to that child. Um, yeah, kids are creative or their parents are creative. So it's always fun seeing that. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Like, back when I lived at home, I liked to hand out candy. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest, like, kid person. So, it's just, it's fun, like, observing. Like, my sister and Rusty are, they're great with kids. So, I just, I sit back and just enjoy, like, them interacting with the kids and, like, asking them questions. And Rusty had a couple of white claws, so he was a little tipsy. So, that was fun watching. How's Rusty doing? He's good. Um, he's busy with school. Okay. He, I was say I haven't heard much of him lately. Yeah. First semester at San Diego State. He goes through these phases where he uh, doesn't want to be on social media and wants to be like very private and very like away from everything, which I respect. Like I, I feel like we all go through that every once in a while where we're like, you know, I need a break. I need a cleanse. But he's so on it. Not much anyways that him like wanting to take a break is it's cute but yeah he's good school's good uh he he finally understands why i was so stressed out when i was in college (laughs) and um yeah work's going good for him he's excited about the rise of skywalker um he's excited that he's seeing here with the family um He's really mad at Carlos because Carlos is beating him in uh, their fantasy football league. <laughs> so that's fun to watch. Huh, but yeah, the family's good. How's your family? They're okay. Um, that's speaking good. of Car- speaking of Carlos, any 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 updates? No, we haven't done anal. Okay. 
I just, you know, I was just wondering because I know he got some advice from Chris Fresh when Chris was on the Sith list this week. Yeah. And I mean, like, he hyped it up so much. And I, I feel like I more could have been said. I feel like. I suspect that it was. And <sighs> we did not hear it. Yeah. I, I feel like that too because I was happy, I was entertained, but like I feel like I could have gotten more. You know, I feel like I need the director's cut of that episode <laughs> just for uh, enjoyment. But I don't know. It's just, it's really funny hearing Carlos talk about it because uh, he's he's just so precious. Like, he's so pure. He's so, he's just a good person. So just hearing someone egg him on about anal sex is just. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with being a good person. I know, but just. I mean, innocence, sure, but. Yeah. (laughs) Podcast wise, innocence podcast wise. You know how it's like your your podcast self, you know, like you're you're crazy or energetic and then like in person I don't know it just it's it's fun watching but it was funny hearing everyone else's reactions to it you know like less I could feel the embarrassment and uh, less and then King Tom um I want to apologize to King Tom for being in a podcast where that's talked about and listening to a podcast, another podcast where that is talked about because King Tom not only heard Chris Fresh asking about anal sex, he later listened to last episode of Candle by Dispatch when there was a quesadilla shoved up my ass in a dream. So King Tom's getting a lot of ass and I'm so I sorry. Mean, specifically your ass, which is maybe a little bit weird. Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry, you don't King have Tom. that kind of relationship. With King Tom? No. Um, <laughs> well, I you also don't have that kind of say, relationship with Boo, apparently. So Yeah. But I got to give a shout out to Eric Strouthers because Eric Strouthers is just so kind and so always there with the tips. You know, always there with the respectful and kind twi- tips. And, okay, wait. I, I need to address some things. Uh, just doing, doing some... Uh, cleaning or i forget what they call it we got a lot of uh housekeeping yes we got a lot of uh questions about um certain dreams i had um last episode people were very people were very concerned with the logistics of your food yes. choices being shelved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let me get back to like the exact thread of do, 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 do. All right. So Lady J, sweet, sweet Lady J had the concern of um and I'll read the tweet. It says all I can imagine is cheese oozing out of her butthole now. First off, Lady J, this was a, you know how like you put a quesadilla 
inside of the fridge and it kind of just cools down and like congeals. Yes. That was the temperature of the quesadilla. And it was just a regular cheese quesadilla because I believe it was you that had regretted not asking what kind of quesadilla it was. It was just a a normal quesadilla put in those, you know, you go to Mexican food place and you uh, put it inside of like the styrofoam little holder. Then it's, you get the I'm not, saran, yeah, saran I've, wrap. I've had a quesadilla before. I understand yes. the concept. Yes. So it wasn't like warm. It wasn't, it, it was just a quesadilla. And then um, Chris Fresh, uh, monster, friend, lover. I'm trying to think of other adjectives to describe Chris Fresh. Um, He has stated that I have the most talked about bum hole in podcasting. And I would like to go on record and say that I'm honored to be the Kim Kardashian of this podcast network. What? What's the, are we on a network? I didn't know we were on a network. Network of friends like I, I don't know I just I feel like all of us are this is a network like our friends our family I, I met community but yeah and you know we got a lot of people saying that you know like maybe a burrito would have been more practical or a chimichanga but chimichanga, first... I would worry that chimichanga, because when you like fry something like that, it can get flaky, and that is not a thing that you want to happen. No. Like, you don't want shards. No, and like chimichangas get hot really easily. Like I I have some like frozen chimichangas I put in the microwave every now and then, and those get really hot. Like my the roof of my mouth was burnt for like two days because I bit into a really hot chimichanga. So I would not like that burnt feeling in my asshole. Oh my god, what does this podcast turn into? Um, hey man, this is all on you this time. I know this really is. Like, you know, when back last April when we started the fuck Mary kills with Thrawn, and I forget what the first fuck Mary kill was, and then the bed wash, and then to this you know like i just i don't know how much dirtier it can get than this oh by the way steel saunders if you're listening to this by chance i know you're very busy you have been promising me this fuck mary kill for like two months now you promised it again on one of your recent patreon episodes come on dude you're, you're killing me here <sighs> i did talk to him about he actually mentioned it to me when I saw him last, and he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I've been busy. I have this great fuck Mary kill, and just like hearing him talk about it and hearing him get excited about it, I'm excusing the late arrival of this fuck Mary kill because I here's appreciate the, and respect. Though. Yes, the the more time it takes to get to us, the better it has to be." So it better be a really good fuck Mary kill. 
I think it will be, especially coming from Steel. It has to be because Steel's not one of the last people I would think would participate in our uh, sexually. Yeah. So knowing that he enjoys some of our segments on here that are not very safe for work makes me happy. So that's why I excuse the lateness of the arrival of this fuck Mary Kill is because I thank him for being a proud and great listener of our podcast. I mean, look, there's only so annoyed I could be with Steel because he uh, promotes our podcast a lot. It's just, I really, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been overly teased on this fuck Mariko and he needs to deliver soon yeah he will I, I know it he's not a man to just give up and not I mean he's he's so busy you know he's he's doing all these podcasts he's reacting to all these things you know like he posted up a podcast like not even an hour after the announcement of like Benny Benioff and Weiss like no longer doing Star Wars like He's a busy dude. Then he has Harrison and Jerry. Like, that's a commitment. Yeah, excuses, excuses, excuses. It's been like two months. I just have a soft spot for steel. But... Uh, well, I mean, definitely if I have any more weird dreams, I'll report to the podcast. I'm very happy that my dreams had something to do with past conversations on certain podcasts and inspired new conversations on great podcasts. So I'm glad to provide content. Always good. I'm truly the Kim Kardashian of this community. Gross. I don't know. Like, I kind of, I kind of respect Kim Kardashian. Like, everything she's doing with, like, the prison reforms and, you know, she's a businesswoman and all that stuff. You know, even though she got famous because of a sex tape, like, I don't know. I have a soft spot for Kim Kardashian. Then I really enjoyed her Halloween costume this year where she redid the Harvard Law video that Elle Wood sent and Legally Blonde. Really enjoyed that. I don't know. I've been watching the Kardashians for a long time. Do you ever watch the Kardashians? No. I think that shit is morally reprehensible. No. Do you ever watch any of those, like, e-reality no. shows? No. I can't. It... I, no. What about like on Bravo? Like other than like Project Runway, did you ever watch any of like the Real Housewives or anything? I only watch the competition ones. I watch Top Chef and I watch Project Runway. Yeah, I didn't finish watching the last season of Project Runway. Did you? I do not remember. It just it's not the same without Tim Gum. No, it it really not. You need Tim and Heidi. Yeah. Hmm. 
So if there was a Star Wars game show, who, like, what kind of game show would it be? Like, and who would host it? Like, are we thinking, like, a, like let's say there's, like, a Star Wars Jeopardy, and then, like, C-3PO would host it, or, like, ooh. I was thinking more like, you know, the galaxy's next great bounty hunter. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, like, entertainment is a big deal in Star Wars. You know, like, there's pod pod racing. I almost said podcasting. Fuck. There's pod racing. There's, you know, there's betting. There's, there has to be, like. That's, like, two if, things. There's probably more. And I'm trying to think of, like, what is more? Like, what are they, are they watching, like, Jeopardy? Are they watching, like a survivor you know is there like a star wars in universe version of survivor oh man there seems like there's a lot of planets you could like set people down on and have them almost be killed by lots of things yeah like you'd have to be super careful like you could go on kashik and be worried that you know a Wookiee might rip your arms off or something you know yeah but or... they're not generally I mean Survivor they're not putting you down in places with people like you're not fighting the, nat- the native inhabitants of the island you're shooting Survivor on that's a very different show <laughs> yeah it's like you're just gonna have some gross alien slug to eat that hopefully is not a sentient creature. Dude, I would so eat the slugs. Like, I would eat anything. Like, give it to me and I'll eat it. Except for spiders. Fuck spiders. I'm no Chris Fresh. It's often spiders. (sighs) It's often spiders, though. No, like, give me cow balls. I'll fucking eat them. Like, give me, like, fish eyes or... I'll, I'll fucking eat it. You know, I, as long as it's not a spider or it's alive. Like, I think I remember this horrible episode of Fear Factor where they literally ate an egg, but like it wasn't like boiled or anything. And like the, the chick was still in the egg and they ate it. And like, I would never do that. A live item. Nope. Nope. I don't want to, like, bite into a beetle or anything. Yeah. I, I'm i okay with things like, oh, here's a, you know, a, a grasshopper taco or something, because it's all, you know, generally deep fried or whatever, and it's all wrapped up. But if I just have, like, a big beetle, and it's like, put this whole, obviously a beetle in your mouth and chew it up, then then I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. Are those kind of shows still on TV? I don't I don't know, possibly. There's a bajillion channels, so Hmm. Well, there are
And there's about to be a big streaming service that's coming in a little over two weeks. Less than two weeks. Oh, yeah. I can't count. I'm sorry. Just a little over a week. So if you could have any Star Wars character from, I don't know, like Clone Wars or the movies or whatever, show up in The Mandalorian, who would it be? Obi-Wan? No, wait. No, never mind. The Mandalorian is like way into the, the future. Um... Who's still alive? Well, you also got to figure like a lot of the aliens and stuff. You can just be like, oh, their species lives a really long time. Chewbacca. Like, I mean, Chewbacca is definitely still alive. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, I really don't know. Who, who do you want to see? Hondo. We have to see Hondo, especially in episode nine. Give me old, like maybe even retired pirate Hondo. Just hanging out on one of the planets where the Mandalorian has a bounty that he's chasing. Yeah. I'm interested now in the Mandalorian because of the presence of the super battle droids. Like, I'm wondering what team they're on and why the fuck they're there. Is that... When do we see... What scene do we see them in? Um, It was right in the middle of the trailer. And here, let me look up. Do we see the context for them? Like, do we know that we're seeing them in... The present day of the Mandalorian. Damn it. That's a good point. Let me look it up right now. Because we could be getting flashbacks of Mandalorian's origins or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let me... Because there's that thing when when Werner Herzog is doing his voiceover where he's talking about how, you know, the things that happen to your people. So maybe we're going to see Mandalorian destruction or something. Maybe. Okay, so it's right after the streaming November 12th and you see that little kid like using the force with his hands. It's right after that. And then we see the gunship and then we see people running. Dude, that could be. Like, maybe that kid is a young Mandalorian. That could be. Dang it. I was really hoping that. I don't know. Who knows? But that's, like, maybe those are his parents. But, I mean, it it looks like they're on Tatooine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's so hard to know when it's just these brief shots. Yeah. And we'll get it. And God. Just a couple like more than a week. 
I'm ready. I'm really ready. I just, oh, man, I hope it's good. I just, I just want to be sitting out and watching a live action Star Wars TV show. And I wanted that for years and years and years. And so the fact that I now get to do that, I don't quite know how to deal with it. Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be Pedro Pascal. He's awesome. Even if yes. we only see his face like twice or something, he still manages to make that sexy as hell. He's pretty cute. Especially in the armor. I'm a sucker for a man in the uniform. I've never really cared for the Mandalorian armor before. I didn't dislike it or anything, but I wasn't like, floor, look at that. But Mandalorian is pretty sexy. It's For me, it's just like a man in a uniform like doing something. Like He's doing something for the galaxy. Like, putting on that armor, risking his life, like, oh my gosh. 10 out of 10. He's pretty, like, dusty and shit. I like that. Yeah, he's dirty because he's working hard. Like. Out there doing bounties. Yeah. He's a man. That's what a man is, Emily. A man is in the galaxy fighting Okay, to live. I'm, I'm, ex I'm looking forward to your exciting talk of masculinity support here, so. We'll cut that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> just like the idea of what a man is, is, you know, kind of fucked, but. It is, and I don't know, the whole ideas of what men and women are supposed to do but I don't know I'm just excited to see him I'm excited to see him we get hopefully some cool new aliens we get space burner Herzog and eventually he's going to have a name and I'm going to have to stop calling him Space Burner Herzog. But for now, he continues to just be Space Burner Herzog. Watch his name just be like his name backwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be perfectly happy if his name were Werner Herzog. That is a if Star Wars Moff, name. If he is Moff Herzog, totally fine with me. I really hope he doesn't die in the first episode. Yeah, it'd be really disappointing. He can die in the finale. That's my guess. But I really hope that he's recurring. I know it's not a big role, but I do hope that he, we, we check in with him throughout the season. <laughs> Just check in and say, hey, hey, Werner, how you, how's it doing? <gasps> Just tell him say shit. Yeah. And, and talk about how the Empire was awesome. <laughs> and now the universe, now the galaxy is nothing but chaos and upheaval and battle. And I'll be really happy. So I want out of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just excited 
to see your excitement over the Mandalorian. Like I, <laughs> I really, I really genuinely hope you like it. And if you don't, it's okay. But I just, I really want you to like it. Oh man. It's going to be a long eight weeks if I don't. I know. Oh my God. Uh, uh, if it's like watching Rebels or Solo or something where I feel like I'm pulling my teeth out, it's going to be, it's going to be some bad times at the Cantabite Dispatch. Hey, so speaking of Rebels, I have a question for you. Um, so I watched this, uh, before we get into our review of Resistance, um, what makes you enjoy Resistance more than Rebels? Because I feel like you explaining watching Rebels is me explaining watching Star Wars Resistance. I actually think Resistance is better for the fact that it's slightly younger skewing uh, I I can enjoy kitty shit more than I can enjoy that sort of middle grade stuff I also found Ezra to be an intolerable character whereas the thing that annoys me about Kaz is he follows he falls over shit a lot and that's dumb but for the most part I find him while annoying to be harmless whereas Ezra just annoyed the shit out of me and I like everybody else on this show I love Niku I like the rest of the crew I really like Tam I like Tora Doza I like the aces I like Commander Doza I like Jaeger everybody else is cool yeah I just, I feel like I haven't really connected with the show yet. And for some reason, even though I bashed on Rebels so much, like I, you bash the things you love. And I feel like there was just a part of me that, you know, enjoyed Rebels. And it was fun to kind of bash on it and bash on Ezra. Because I thought, I still think that it's ridiculous that Vader would let all these people survive in the galaxy knowing that what they were doing could affect the Empire. Well, that's the thing is I feel like resistance slots in better to the Star Wars universe. Like, I don't have to make excuses for how and why these characters exist. And I think you had to do that a lot with Rebels and you had to do a lot of hand waving or and then they went off into distant space with the space whales. And that's why they're not here now. Also, I'm just I I didn't need another Jedi story. I'm hoping that they uncanon this because I feel like as a whole Rebels makes the whole Star Wars galaxy seem weak in a way because there were many times Vader confronted the Rebels and could have killed them. You know, their first interaction could have killed them and he chose for them to stay alive. And these were, you know, like Hera was amazing. I'm not saying that I hope, I wish that Vader would have killed her, but Hera was an amazing pilot, amazing person, smart, loyal. And she helped the rebels defeat the Empire. Like she was 
big reason why the rebels were able to do everything that the rebels did. And knowing that Vader could have killed her multiple times makes me feel like Vader is a weaker character. And I don't feel like I should have that opinion about someone so integral to the Star Wars story. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. That's that's one of the reasons resistance just works better for me is I can I can accept this as these you know these characters are off here doing this thing and I don't need a really complicated reason for them to still be alive or for characters to have not heard of them before or have not been involved with other things. And the First Order is always actively trying to kill them. So you don't have that. It makes any of the characters weaker for them not being dead. Yeah, but I feel like the big difference with Rebels and Resistance is that, you know, the Rebels, like, they're, you know, Ezra is fighting for Lethal. And then, you know, they're fighting for, you know, gaining more members of the Rebel Alliance. And... I don't really know what everyone on the Colossus is doing. Like, I know that they're trying to find the resistance, you know, because everyone was on Dakar and now they're just. No, here's the thing about Colossus is those people are just trying to live their lives. Mm -hmm. This is why I like it. I honestly, okay, I've never made this connection before. It's sort of like, and this is not going to make sense to you, but it is going to make sense to some of our listeners where it's the sort of the Deep Space Nine equivalent where all the other Star Treks you're on a Federation spaceship doing Federation missions and there's not civilians around for the most part, except, you know, like sometimes people's families, but for the most part, it's all Starfleet officers doing Starfleet things. And then you get to Space Nine, which is a station that technically belongs to Bajor at this point, a member who aren't in the Federation. And it is the... Starfleet is coming in to sort of help out and help rebuild, but they're not ultimately in charge. And there's tons of people who live there who aren't involved in any of it. There's just barkeepers and people like there's a tailor and there's people who run food stalls and there's just a ton of civilians everywhere. That's in fact, the most people are, are just civilians trying to live their lives and who have gotten pulled into then this larger, eventually a war in the galaxy. And I feel like Colossus is sort of that same way. Or you have a couple people who are actively involved in the resistance. But for the most part, you got people who got pulled in out of, like, against their will, who were just living their lives. And in fact, had purposely gone to a far off space to try to avoid all of this shit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I understood that reference, I feel like maybe I would enjoy resistance better. Because even after this, like, last episode, like, I just, I feel such a disconnect. And it makes me feel bad because it's like I had you watch hundreds of episodes of The Clone Wars. And I, I don't know. It just, it sucks. It's like I'm in a relationship with someone and I'm trying to make it work, you know, I'm trying to try new things, think of things in a new perspective. And I don't know, it just it's 
it's not for me and it's okay you know like some the characters are great and Kaz is Kaz and that's the thing about this show is that you know with Rebels and everything it's like they have their main characters be this and just I just wish that it was someone who we could all connect to better like I I don't know and I mean like everyone everyone's doing so great in this series you know all the voice actors everyone and I'm happy you enjoy it. I'm happy like so many people enjoy it but I don't know like this just it's not for me I like Sonara yeah, though Sometimes you're just not gonna like shit. Yeah. I liked about three story arcs in the Clone Wars. You might like three more in this new season. I keep forgetting that's happening. I'm here to remind you. Unless the show is like 90% Cad Bane and Hondo, then I'm not gonna enjoy it very much. So I'm not gonna enjoy it very much is what I'm saying. For your birthday, I'll make a couple calls to Dave Filoni to see what he can do to uh, include more. Uh, I mean, it's going to have to get to work. That show starts Hondo. in a couple months. Animation takes time. It's just going to be like a post-it note with Cad Bane drawn on it, like stuck in the background of a scene. But still, the thought, the thought <laughs> effort that takes. Cad Bane's another one I'd like to see in live action. Uh, I need him to call someone Little Miss Lady. <laughs> Such a ridiculous cartoon of a character. Can I call Gina Carano oh, Miss fuck. Lady? <laughs> Little Miss Lady. Anyway, um, so what did you think of Resistance? I liked this one. I mean, it's fairly obviously from the what? Okay, what this episode is called The Engineer. They get a distress call and Niku is determined that they answer it and Kaz agrees so Kaz and Sonara go and they find what's her name? Nina? Yeah. She's blue and pretty and she says that she was attacked by the First Order and her ship was disabled so they bring her back to Colossus, which again has been having lots and lots of engineering problems that Niku has been working on, and she helps him. And then, uh oh, it turns out she's actually a saboteur who is working for the First Order, which is very, very obvious from the beginning. But also, it's a little kid show, and if I were eight years old and watching this, I can't say that it'd be like, oh, obviously she's bad. And Niku really likes her. And becomes friends with her when they're off, like, repairing, quote-unquote, the station and stuff when she's doing the sabotage. We learned a little bit more about Niku, which was cool. Um, his parents were Bantha herders who sold their prized Bantha calf to send him off for engineering training or whatever. And a couple moments that are actually really good where when when Nina's talking to him and she's like, hey, didn't any of your friends ever ask you questions about yourself? 
And he's just sort of laughingly excuses them because he's Niku and he's the sweetest creature on the planet. I like that. Yeah. But then, of I course, mean, he turns out to be a saboteur and whatever, whatever, whatever. I just wish we could get more Niku because I feel like that was the thing that I actually really enjoyed in this episode was getting to know Niku more, you know? Like, he's such a great selfless character. And we're getting less... And he's doing so much, too. You know, he's working on this ship. You know, last episode, he sold all of his parts so that they could have a view of the, of the you know, old Colossus location. You know, like, he's doing so much for everyone else. And he's kind of... I don't know. I just... I want more Niku. I just... So indecisive. <laughs> the other part I liked is so in order to I mean, not just have the first order be able to track them, but also to cause problems, there she instigates this thing where it looks like the pirates are drawing more than their fair shower. I mean their their fair share of power off the station. And that nearly comes to blows a couple of times. I liked that because I think it, it helps this idea of the, these aren't people who are all together entirely by choice. I mean, partially by choice at this point, but they're, you know, it's mostly because they know the First Order will hunt them all down and kill them. So it's this alliance that is very tenuous. And I like that stuff. Yeah. How do you think that the Colossus will help bring down the First Order? I don't uh, I don't really know how much of an impact this show is going to end up having on anything. Which is fine. I don't I don't need it to. It can just be its own little story. Um, hopefully it'll be as long as it's satisfying within the show that's fine but it can't be anything that has a huge impact on the movies because then you have to explain that in the movie and that's messy yeah I feel like that's the problem with having something so close to new material is that you know I feel like I'm thinking about oh like how how is anything they're gonna do gonna incorporate in episode nine and especially with like rebels I mean rebels kind of intertwine a little bit with events from uh rogue one you know when they were kind of leading on that maybe mendo was gonna be in it and then he wasn't I think that would have been really cool but and I feel like I'm always wanting to, like, connect things. And that's why, like, I feel like I'm, like, so hard on this show. And while I was hard on Rebels, you know, talking about, you know, like, how Vader could have done this. And, you know, and how the First Order could literally just... But the First Order is so busy right now. Like, this is in the middle of The Last Jedi. They're busy trying to stop Poe Dameron and Leia. And not, you know, like, the Colossus is definitely on the back burner. Which is why it's interesting that why Tam... Is still the like, what are they doing right now? You know, like, why aren't they 
helping the cause and helping destroy the resistance. I don't know. Maybe they have enough well, people? That, I don't know. I mean, that is what they're doing. They're hunting down the Colossus because it's got ties to the resistance. But not that many ties. Like, they have one person who was friends or has met Poe Dameron, you know, like two or three times. But it seems to be that it is just this one ship's mission to go after them. So it's not like they're wasting a ton of resources. I don't know, though. One ship is a lot of people. Sure, but the First Order is large. Yeah, but I almost think they'd be doing whatever it takes to how powerful Leia is and how powerful Poe and, like, Rey. Like, they're slowly finding out who Rey is. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, but also, I mean, the, the Resistance isn't doing that great. The First Order is doing a really fucking good job of knocking out the Resistance. Hence, like, nobody coming when Leia calls for help. So they don't need to put a huge amount of resources into it. They got a whole galaxy to run. I wonder why no one answered that distress call. That's so sad. Maybe she had... We better get an answer from Lando, man. Maybe it was just a bad connection. <laughs> I can I can deal with anybody else. I can't deal with Lando ignoring it. Yeah. What if Jana's his daughter? I don't like everything being connected. Me neither. Like, I hated how that was a question at Celebration. I hate those those questions, especially, like, when... I don't know, you have Stephen Colbert out there, who's, like, a great interviewer, a great person. And, of course, you know, they need to ask those, like, oh, like, are they or aren't they? You know, those kind of fan service questions. And I don't know. I feel like we could have gotten a lot more in that, like, that span of asking if Gianna was Lando's daughter. Like, we could have found out, like, who the fuck is Claude? Where is Claude? What's Claude doing? How important is Claude to the resistance um we could have asked more about dio like how is dio made you know even though that we got like the whole you know just that or uh, you know we could have asked a question about one of our few black characters that isn't are you related to this other black character exactly like ask questions about jenna i want to know more about her but her parentage is sort of the last thing on my mind yeah you know, what's she doing? Where's she from? Um, What's Rose doing? How is Rose doing? You know, she seemed pretty hurt, badly hurt the last time we saw her. Like, how was the recovery process? You know, like, I, because obviously this is going to be like a year or something span from the last movie. Like, you need to know these things. Like, is Rose okay? Like, I don't know. Like, concussions are pretty serious um how's finn doing you know uh i don't know i'm just i'm very picky with like what material i need or don't need to know so i hate during panels when they do like that whole like 
oh, is this going on? Oh, and it's like, just get to the point. Yeah, but that's not the point of a panel. I know. The point of a panel is not to tell you what's going to you know, actually, you know, be in the movie that you're going to see. I know. Because that's, I mean, spoilers. I guess, but me wondering how Rose is doing won't be like a spoiler to the movie. But actually, you know what? You never know. Like, maybe, like, who knows? So, I take that back. I just can't believe we're going to get a movie soon. Yep. It's rapidly approaching. Yeah. How do you want to do that? Do you want to, like, do like do something like a reaction, like, on, like, Friday night or, like, a... I don't know. Like... Is this an on-air discussion or is this an off-air discussion? We can do this on-air. Like, what do you want to do? Like, that's fucking scintillating. Scintillating? <laughs> For our listeners. No. Well, like, maybe they'll chime in and, and let us know what they want us to do. I mean, assuming we're going to be doing a reaction podcast. Oh, well, yeah. We always do reaction podcasts. But how soon do you want to do a reaction podcast? How soon do our listeners want a reaction podcast? You know? I don't know. I'm just, I'm throwing ideas out there. I'm always enjoying like spur of the moment ideas or putting stuff out there, you know. Maybe some people are thinking about that right now. They're sitting down listening to this episode and they're like, how am I going to get their review of The Last Jedi? Which I don't think anyone's actually thinking, but I'm hoping that maybe we'll at least one person. You know what I mean? I always get those. uh, It shouldn't have been a the. Like, I wish it was something else than a the. Because there's just so many thes. There's The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The the Rise of Skywalker. So many thes. Like, I mean, it's one of the most commonly used words in language. So, what do you want from them? I just want it to be easy. It is easy. For me. I don't know. That's all I ask. I don't ask for much from Star Wars. I mean, getting caught up on the is a little bit like, I understand if it was the last blank, you could be like, that title is too similar. I don't think you can complain about the thes being too similar. I am also the person who always gets holidays mixed up. For some reason, every single holiday is Thanksgiving. Like, it's Easter? No, it's Thanksgiving. It's Halloween? No, it's Thanksgiving. So maybe it's a meat problem. Well, on that note, um, yeah, there was no Star Wars news this week. So I really hope you have all enjoyed this uh, this episode. If not, then some Star Wars news will happen this week. And we'll totally scrap this and you'll listen to us talking about real news. Unless that news happens in the next five minutes, we're just doing it next week. Exactly. All right, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can email the podcast CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. And you can find me on Instagram as BrittanyTheGinger. And guys, check out our Instagram. It's popping. It's, I'm making sure to post more. 
I'm That's yeah, good. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm proud. So check it out. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger mane mane Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Frushy Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric Get him Eric